Hello, you are listening to the Marketing Freaks podcast and welcome back to another mini bite-sized episode. This week we're exploring the topic of how to play the game, aka getting confidence internally and more buy-in for future investment in the activities you know you need to be doing. I think this is a really interesting one because so often we just talk about, we'll say just, but so often we talk about the tactics and how to do the job of running advertising. Uh, However, unless you could do this element of it, then all of your ideas and tactics and skills kind of get a bit lost. So really hope you find this one useful. If you do, please come and subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, our new YouTube channel as well, so you can come and watch the episodes there as well. And let's get started with the discussion. So you know what you need to do, you know you need more traffic, you know what channels are going to work because you've done the job day in, day out for many years, but you're struggling to get the investment or the buy-in to actually get on and get that activity approved. Quite often, this is one of the hardest elements of the job actually, is building a business case to get that investment and get the funds you need to run the activity. And it's really hard because you know it's going to work, you've seen it work before, but translating that into a business case can be really tricky. So how do you actually get started on this? Well, I think first off, there is a degree of you really do need to know what you're talking about and have the experience to back up the ideas that you're proposing. I think that's just a non-negotiable point that you need to raise. Secondly, you need to really understand who it is you're asking or going to for funds and investment in this activity. Is it the finance department? Is it the head of marketing? Is it the marketing director? Is it the CEO? Is it the founder? They're all going to have different priorities and different needs for them to understand and, I guess, requirements to fulfill in order for them to sign off and approve budget. If you don't know what those requirements are, then you're really going to struggle to build a case. So if I was to give two pieces of advice for doing this based on my experience, it'd probably be these two things. The first thing is keeping it simple. Chances are whoever it is you're pitching to or going to for investment in the activity won't be that interested in the intricate details of PPC or keyword match types or lookalike audiences and things that we kind of deal with day to day. So keep it simple is always the best kind of place to start. Keep it top line. Second piece of advice would be to always think of a way to tangibly back up what you're saying. Never go into a conversation saying something like, hey, um, this would be a great thing to do. You have to have a this would be a great thing to do for your business because, and have a very clear kind of um, ideally numerical way of backing that up to make a quantifiable statement on why that activity would be a good idea. So if you find yourself saying things without something really solid to back up what you're saying, that element of your business case or pitch might need some more work. So that's enough of my advice for now. Let's get Dan Rush on the phone for his opinion on the matter of playing the game, winning confidence and getting buy-in for more of your activity.
Well, look, Dan, welcome back. And following on from our uh, previous point about being adaptable as a PPC professional, uh, this week's topic is about winning confidence. And my whole point here is that you could be the best person at PPC in the world, you could be the best person at paid social, whatever it is you do. But if you can't translate that into winning confidence and getting buy-in from the people around you, that talent is kind of a little bit wasted. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's something that that I've struggled with, to be honest, you know, over over time. Um, and I'm still not 100% there. You know, I think it's it, it depends what type of person you are. And the way to build confidence is is to be totally transparent. And th- that's a bit of a wanky word, isn't it? Transparent. Um, it's well, It's about going above and beyond for a client. It's about letting them know if you've screwed up if you've made a mistake on the account and that builds confidence, even though you're holding your hands up and saying, you know, shit, I've done something wrong here. That, that gives them the confidence in you that you will go above and beyond for them. And you, you kind of want to get across that, that you, you're treating this as your business as well. So anything that you suggest you you're doing it to improve their results, because I think a lot of clients and especially when I was client side, you'd get some suggestions and you think, well, are you just looking for more budget here or are you looking to do like an awards entry or something like that? Whereas you want to get yourself in a position that when you suggest something and somebody questions that suggestion, you're a bit offended. You're thinking, well, I'm not going to suggest this to you if I don't really believe in it. and I don't think it's going to get you more leads or sales. So it's just about consistent communication. It's about being transparent and owning up to your mistakes. And it's just been available for the client. Like I can speak to clients every day. I can speak to clients once a month, once every three months. It's just being there and being being available and providing them with information and updates on a daily basis. Yeah. Again, I think your position on this is really interesting because you, um, you've you ha- held some really good in-house client-side roles and now you consult with businesses as well. So you've seen both sides of the coin here. But let's say back to one of your in-house roles, let's say you were trying to get some new budget to try out um, a new platform or move into a new market, you know, as a PPC professional and an expert in the field, that there is an opportunity there, but you have to go and convince someone to give you the budget. Yeah. What was your approach to doing that internally? So I, I would have the same approach when I'm proposing something now that I did internally when I was selling something. I would never forecast because for me, forecasting okay. is something that is, it's a, just a waste of time. If if a client comes to me and they, you know, if I'm going to work with a client and they ask me for targets and they give me targets and stuff, I'm straight away, I'm, I'm very skeptical because I think nobody knows what's going to happen. And for me to deliver, you need to deliver on your side as well. And I, I got that in-house and I think that's why, why I did so well in-house is I knew that an agency can only do so much. And it's finding those people to work with that's hard. But when you do work with those people and they shoulder some of that responsibility and it's not all about the agency performing, it's it's just a lot easier. But, um, you know, you're going to come across all different people. I've worked with a lot of CFOs and they're the decision makers and it's been difficult getting budget signed off. But again, it's the trust that we talked about. It's the, the track record that you have of trialing and testing things, cutting stuff off if it's not working and doubling down on stuff that is working and your track record speaks for itself, then when you go and you you want to get something pushed through again, people are more open to it and they'll accept it more. So instead of 
So instead of forecasting, you're almost building up that trust through your track record and being able to say, well, look, here's, here's what I want to test. Here's how much money I need to do it. Here's what happened last time we did that. Yeah. And here's where we are now with that. And building building a business case around historical data and historical past performance rather than potentially getting yourself in a sticky situation, forecasting something, or even worse, guaranteeing something that you just don't know. It's It's kind of showing your resume to somebody and saying, trust me rather than trust the the solution that I'm yep. selling you. And yep. I think that that works a lot better because then then you're you have pressure on yourself to deliver but you know that you're going to do the best job possible and it's not a case that I'm going to try to retarget a platform that I haven't tried before and it's it's kind of all me money is on them really. But again working yep. in paid search and paid social everything is so measurable. You always have other channels to 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 compare against. So you can say well I'm looking for 50 grand for a three month test, you've just spent 500 grand on a YouTube test. And you know, you, you can be a bit cheeky as well. Can't you, you can use your personality and sense of humor and say like, you know, what, what did you get for that? And then, then it kind of puts them in the corner and says, well, they get defensive over that channel. It's like, well, there's no point in being defensive. I'm trying to offer you something that's better than that. Look at my track record of trialing stuff. I might have a three and five or a two and five success rate. And I'm doing this for the best interest of the business to try and scale it because we all know how hard it is to scale advertising. Yep. That's, that is a really interesting point. I really like that. I also think what's happened before or what's gone before, i.e. track record, previous experiments, um, your own, I guess, CV of results. That's fact. That's, that's happened, right? And that always, always speaks really powerfully, doesn't it? Yeah. And be honest, like this, this might not work. You know, we're, we're going to do everything possible to make this work. We're going to be as granular as possible. Here, here's how many creative we're going to create. We're, you know, if it's paid social, we're going to do carousels, single image, we're going to do video. We're going to, we're going to resize for Instagram and, you know, go into as much detail as possible. But then, I suppose they know the process and they know how much detail you're going into. So if it does fail, they're not thinking, well, if we did it this way or if we did it with another agency or if we did it with another partner or another platform, would yeah. it have been successful? And it's like, it kind of g- gives them the idea that it, there's not there's nothing more that they could have done to make this a success. Yeah. So yeah. all the conditions were right. We're just going to move on and try something else with them. Yeah, that is really, really good advice. Really good advice. Dan, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting as always. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope this episode was useful and see us back in a couple of weeks time for another mini bite-sized episode. Do let us know what you think drop us a line if there's anything you want us to cover on future episodes we'd love to do so and uh, thank you again for listening